Exciting edition of Eddie's 366 Movies in 366 Days Challenge. I'm your main man, Eddie Monster. And obviously it is March 1st, which means you're still with us. I'm still with you. And we're still deep in this competition. It is officially, we are entering month three of this challenge with several, 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 several days left to go. It. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is the easy part, right? The hard part of this challenge is coming up. When you start hitting months five, six, yeah, summertime starts approaching. That's a rough time. Uh, but nonetheless, we're, we're going to try to do it. We've I've done it before. I'll do it again. I'll try anyways. Um, we got a good film for you guys today. I wanted to, uh, it's Freaky Friday, obviously, which means we watch a horror film every Friday. And I wanted to pick one that I thought was just going to be a horror movie about a home invasion, right? Because who's not into those home invasion horror films that freak the hell out of you and you start wondering if your doors are really locked or not? Yeah, but uh, this one's a little different. This one goes a little deeper than I expected. I'm talking about no one will save you. Like I said, we are checking out No One Will Save You, which was written and directed by Brian Duffield. And it stars Caitlin Dever as Bryn. Now, Bryn 
is someone who is socially exiled, so to speak. And she's a homebody. She stays home. She's a dressmaker. And she doesn't really get to interact with anybody because of something, some deep, dark secret that she holds inside in this film that features basically no dialogue whatsoever almost. I think this I think somebody said there's only like six lines of dialogue in the whole film. Uh but anyway, so she's home one night doing everything like she always does, right? She goes to bed only to figure out that someone has invaded her home. Which she didn't realize or 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 think it was gonna be was that she is in the middle of an alien invasion and she must try to survive with the best of her abilities or else she's going to get taken over by these aliens. So, like I said, I was expecting just like, you know, uh, an alien home invasion film where, you know, she was going to fight for her life and it was going to get badass and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, what we got was something deeper than that. And a little frustrating at times uh, because you obviously see that she's super uncomfortable. She's almost an alien herself in this world that is just basically has shunned her completely 100%, right? We don't know why. We see these murals. We see these things. We see her writing letters, but we don't understand what is going on? I mean, we quickly figure out it has something to do with a best friend named Maud, But we don't really know what happened between the two of them. I mean, she got spit on by Maud's mother. And there's literally, like, no dialogue. It's, it's kind of strange. Um, but, yeah, so there's such a deep meaning in this film. She the one the theory that I that I watched and I 100 percent agree with is. Well, OK, it gets a little a little weird heading towards the ending, but it explains the end a lot. And spoiler alert, I'm going to warn you now, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know what happens, then turn around now and watch the film yourself and then come back and then check out the rest of the episode or just stick around and. Hey, let's have at it. But you've been warned. So the idea is that I thought the because the ending is a little strange. So they're basically trying to take over human bodies, right? There's like this thing that these the aliens regurgitate, this tentacle thing that takes over basically people's bodies. And what it does is it does sort of a mind control thing. So it it, it accesses your, your deepest memories, desires, things of that nature. And it's almost like it's almost like you're asleep and in a dream world. Because but the only problem is is you don't think it's a dream world. You think it's reality, right? Because the alien's taking over your body and it needs to run your body and then it needs you to think that you're in this that you're in the real world but everything is normal so that way nothing nothing happens well our main character gets thrown into that cuz eventually after she's 
kicked some asses, right? Some alien asses and, and has dealt with different, I mean, th- these aliens have different arsenals. They've got like, like, I think like tall aliens to short aliens to spider like aliens to like, it's crazy. And uh, after she's defeated a spider alien and uh, I think a normal size alien and kind of kicked the crap out of a, out of the short alien, um, she finally gets taken over. But she is kind of like, okay, maybe this didn't happen, right? Maybe none of this actually happened. And because she wakes up, everything looks normal until Maud shows up. And immediately she understands, oh, no, 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 you're dead. And she rips the thing from out of her throat. And boom, she's back to reality, right? And the aliens are fascinated because they're like, wait a minute. How did she survive that? Better yet, how did she figure out what that thing does, right? Enough that she knew to rip it out of her own throat. So they really want her bad, okay? The aliens really want her because they want to be able to study why she's done this. And eventually they get her, right? And they bring her onto the ship, and with the simple touch of a finger to a forehead, they access her memories, right? Because they want to know, okay, what's going on? So this is where I kind of, I got kind of lost, like, wait a minute, why did they let her go, right? Because eventually they see everything that's happened in her life, right? They see, we finally get to see what happened to Maud. Uh, it was an argument gone wrong, and she's paid dearly for it. We see that, when she was in the mental institution, her way of coping with the death of Maud was to write letters to Maud as if she was still alive, you know, just far away on, on a trip somewhere. And the aliens see this and they see the pain that she's going through and they see the fact that she feels alienated herself by her own by her own society, human beings, that she's willing, able and willing to allow the aliens to just take over. She's kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll let you take it over. You know, because people suck anyways and they don't like me and and fuck them, right? And they let her go. They're like, you know what? We'll spare this one. And they let her go. And now... With people being taken over by aliens, she feels as comfortable as ever, right? She's finally not an alien in her own world. And that was the deep, deep meaning. It was some deep shit, let me tell you. Um, I thought, like, my original theory watching this was that she had kicked so much ass, they were like, all right you know what, we need to, like, check this bitch out, you know, bring her up. And they kind of were like, man, this chick is so pathetic. Like, look at all the tragedy that she's going through, like, all the crap that she's going through. 
and they're like, just spare her, like enough, you know. But again, why would why would they care? I mean, how many other people have they taken over on the on on the planet that may have gone through the same thing, right? And the ending's kind of uh, the ending's kind of poetic, you know what I mean? It's her dancing and finally smiling like it's an authentic smile, right? Because in the beginning. You see her in the mirror and she tries to smile like she tries to give it a smile, but it feels so fake that she stops. But the ending, it's that this rocks like these aliens are awesome. And I love the fact that they've taken over Earth kind of smile. So it's really a good movie. It's really, really good. The action in it's really good. Um, The one thing about this films, I'm going to say. If you're going to run a film that has literally six lines of dialogue, it's going to depend on certain things, right? So certain other things have to kind of take over to really make the film work. And number one is the soundtrack. It's so important. And I'm not I'm not just talking music. I'm talking the eerie sounds that the score can make right building up the suspense with the score or kind of downplaying it you know like into like it like the score can literally take you on an emotional roller coaster ride is the best way i would say it right because it can build up the suspense bring it down build up the suspense again put it into a different gear make it depressing make it exciting all sorts of things like that right so that is what this film had to heavily rely on was an emotional roller coaster with the score and they did absolutely awesome. I have to say absolutely awesome 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 great job from from everybody. Fantastic. You know what I mean? So good stuff. Um the film is on Hulu. I heavily suggest that you guys check it out. She does uh, she does an amazing job in this film, Caitlin Dever. I was very, very impressed. Um, the film has enough of so many things. Emotion. There's plenty of that. I mean, you really feel for her character because you're kind of like, why is she kind of alienated? Like, what is going on in her life? And she plays it so well. You know what I mean? Plays it so, so well. So, good stuff. Check it out. I'm giving the film an A for a final grade. That's right. You heard it here. An A because, you know what? It was different. This is a different kind of home invasion film, first of all. It's got some real emotion behind it, second of all. Third of all, like I said, the score... The soundtrack does a killer job with all those things, building up the suspense. So take it for what it is. Remember, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, including myself. Take my opinion for what it is. Watch the film yourself. I'll see you guys a mañana.